Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Yeah, a... Uh close one to say the least at uh, American Family Field today as the Brewers get the 10-9 victory after leading 8-zip and that's you know a a wild one that's uh, one of those things where yeah you never know what you're going to see when you head to the ballpark (laughs) and this is by the way this is one of those games where the offense bailed out the pitching despite having a brilliant performance again from Freddie Peralta. You remember we were, we were saying that the pitching's going to come down just a little bit, so you know the offense is going to have to grab a win or two uh, to pick those guys up. Well, this is one. You just witnessed one today, so hats off to the offense, as bad as they have been playing. I think this is one where you tip your hat to, to the offense today, and, and they get a 10-9 victory. Freddie in the first inning, three up, three down, as um, he starts out a a nice performance here. Uh, Brewers, base runners in their half of the first inning after one out, a base hit by Omar, a base hit by Lorenzo Cain, two on, one out. Travis Shaw strikes out. Garcia grounds out to the second, no score. Three for 46 at that point with runners in scoring position on this homestand. That's five-plus games at that point. So this is the sixth game of the homestand. Freddie, a zero in the second inning with help with a uh, couple of strikeouts and and a great catch uh, from Jackie Bradley Jr. again as he uh, just flashing some leather. Vogelback, a leadoff walk in that bottom of the second inning. Third Brewer base runner to that point. JBJ, a rollover to the right side. Uh, with one out, Vogie at second base. Uh, Luis Urias, uh, during his at-bat, a pass ball moves him to third. Urias then works a walk. First and third and one out. Come on, someone's got to break through. Freddy Peralta strikes out, so it wasn't going to be him. Wong, two on, two outs. And he bounces out, no score in that second inning, but a couple of more base runners, two in each of the first two innings, now three for their last 48 with runners in scoring position. Wow. Uh, Freddie strikes out the side in order in the third, six punch outs through three scoreless as Peralta just is dealing today. Brewers in business. Bottom of the third inning, leadoff base hit by Omar. Base hit by Lorenzo Kane. Both those guys in the third inning uh, were two for two. Travis Shaw, two on. Nobody out. Uh, strikes out. Uh, swing and miss slider. Swing and miss slider. Fastball looking for Travis. Uh, three for 49 to that point with runners in scoring position on the homestand. Make it. 
three for 50. Avi with a bounce out fielder's choice. They get the lead runner, Narvaez, at third. Two outs, two on for Daniel Vogelback. And Vogelback, right field hit well. Make it four for 51 with runners in scoring position as he comes through. And uh, it gives the uh, Brewers a two-zip lead. Uh, JBJ struck out to end that frame. Big two-out, two-strike, two-run double. Two-zip into the fourth inning after getting the lead. A shutdown inning by Peralta. Another strikeout. He's got seven to that point through the fourth. Uh, four innings of work. Brewers back to work after two outs. Colton Wong with a base hit off the glove of the second baseman. Then Omar Narvaez already two for two in the game. Make it three for three. And Narvaez right field hit well. That is going to be at the base of the wall. Wong breaks it up. He's going to be sent home. Always throw to the plate. Wong is in there. Yeah, three zip right there. All the highlights on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Narvaez moved a third on that throw uh, home. Kane with a rocket to the second baseman um, to end the inning. Three zip into the fifth inning. And uh, Peralta gets the first out in that fifth inning. And then the no hitter is gone. Four and a third, no hits. Austin Riley, a base hit. Then another base hit. Two on, one out for the Braves. Liner to right for the second out and another strikeout to get out of it. Eight strikeouts through the five scoreless for Peralta earlier in the day. Brewers tack on in the fifth inning. Leadoff base hit by Travis Shaw. And then it was Avi Garcia. Garcia, Southfield, back on it. In CRT. Five zip at that point. When was the last time we've seen a score like that? Snitker goes to his pen. Um, let's see. Two in, one out to face uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. in that fifth inning. JBJ strikes out. Urias draws a walk and uh, at least clears the pitcher there. Freddie Peralta uh, ends that frame. The Brewers tack on two more in that fifth inning. Five zip into the sixth. Freddie dealing once again. One, two, three in the sixth inning. No runs. Two hits, a walk, and eight strikeouts for Freddie Peralta. Five zip into the bottom of the sixth. Colton Wong, a leadoff bunt base hit in the bottom of the sixth inning. He moves over on a wild pitch. Omar then pops up for the first out of the uh, inning. Lorenzo Kane draws a walk, brings up Travis Shaw, and he draws a walk to load the bases with just that one out. Avi uh, takes a first pitch ball, second pitch gets away. It's one of those situations. Do you take one till he throws a strike? He's throwing what, nine in a row? Ten in a row, and that gets by. Contreras in the score as well. All three runners advance. Wong scores run number six. Hard to keep your concentration defensively when your pitcher can't find the strike zone. Yeah, no doubt right there on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Avi Garcia then draws a walk to reload the bases. Just one out, one in. And uh, both Shaw and Avi walked, by the way, on four pitches. Twelve straight balls thrown by uh, the Braves pitcher. Streak ends after another ball. Thirteen consecutive balls thrown by Vittle. And finally a strike there. Vogelback gets the ball in play. And he pulls one. Albies goes to second out there. That's all they'll get. That'll be an RBI for Vogelback. 
And it is 7 to nothing, Milwaukee. Third RBI of the day for Vogelback. Yeah, seven zip, two outs for Jackie Bradley Jr. And uh, guess what? How about the eighth run scoring for the crew on yet again another wild pitch? Look out. That gets by Contreras. Yeah. And coming in to score, Travis Shaw. That's very good effort behind home plate in this inning. Yeah, eight zip, a hit, three walks. Uh, let's see, a couple of wild pitches, a pass ball. Three runs later, the Brewers uh, took an eight-zip lead into that seventh inning. Here's where all hell breaks loose. J.P. Fireisen in trouble in the seventh inning. He allows a leadoff base hit, then gets a deep fly out for the first out, then a walk, then a walk to load the bases, then a two-run base hit, makes the score 8-2. You're all right there now. You're okay. Council says, uh-uh, we're not all right. I'm going to go lift Fire Eisen after a third of an inning, two hits, two walks, uh, two runs, and a wild pitch in there as well. Brent Suter coming on. Suter, on his first pitch with the runners at first and second, gets a ground ball to Urias. He goes to second, a wild throw. There's an error on Luis. Everybody's safe. Base is juiced. And he gets Suter, gets another ground ball to Urias and flips to Wong. Wong drops the ball for an error. Everybody's safe, run scores. That makes it 8-3. Next pitch, Grand Slam, Freddie Freeman. And I want to know, where's our Grand Slams? Everybody else gets Grand Slams. Grand Slams, get your Grand Slams. Everybody's getting Grand Slams, except our parents won't buy us one. 8-7. And they were up 8 nothing. Suter then gets uh, out of that inning right there. Brewers looking for some insurance all of a sudden. Bottom, bottom of the uh, seventh, uh, Urias uh, draws a walk. Tyrone Taylor uh, flies out. Colton Wong with his third base hit. First and third, just the one out. Snitker goes to his bullpen. Now we got cat and mouse going on. Newcomb in on his first pitch. Hits Omar Narvaez to load the bases with one out. To face Lorenzo Kane. Sean Newcomb against Lorenzo Kane. Here it comes. Kane in the air, left field, down, base hit. In the scores. Urias, Wong right behind him, he'll score. Lorenzo Kane delivers. And he needed that big time. And Lorenzo on the full count. And got a fastball, outer half, and able to dump it into left. Wow. Yeah, so that turned out to be huge. Eight walks in this game, 12 hits for the Brewers. Avi, uh, there was a walk, and then uh, Avi flies out short. Nah, not enough to get the uh, runner in. Another strikeout ends at 10-7 into the eighth inning. Devin Williams on to pitch the eighth inning. Oh, boy. He's immediately into trouble. Walking a base hit, puts runners at the corners. Then a ground ball to Urias. And he bobbles it. Should have been a double play. Safe all the way around. Run scores. 10-8. Runners on first and second. Still nobody out. And check this out, folks. We've been talking about it all week. Braves are down. Braves are down by two. They want to pop at this thing. Just give me Snitker says, give me a chance to tie. Just, just give me a chance to tie. I'm going to bump my runners over into scoring position. And that's what they did. Second and third now. Base hit would have tied that ball game today. Okunia Jr. to pinch hit. And Devin Williams, a huge, huge punch out right there. And then a big strikeout to Adrianza to finally end that threat right there. They get a run. 10-8 into the ninth inning. Brewers in order in that eighth inning. Into the ninth, it's Josh Hader. Walks the leadoff man, Freeman. Hater gets a strikeout, then gives up a base hit. This is a wild one. Two on, one out, first and third. Then a fly ball scores a ninth run for the Braves. 10-9, two outs, just a man on first. Come on, Josh. Whoops, another base hit, first and second now. Come on, baby. And a strikeout to Contreras to finally end this madness. A 10-9 Brewers victory. Wonder what Craig Council has to say about this win. Wow. 
Uh, close call here today. They're up 8-zip, but they finally win 10-9. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. As they get the victory to salvage a game in the series, go back over 500. Council next. You're on. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. This is a little different for this offense. Uh, looking at 10 runs on the board, 12 hits, uh, what, nine walks in the ball game, and a 10-9 victory. Well, hats off to the offense for bailing out uh, the, the late-inning pitchers. Uh, J.P. Fireisen in an 8-0 game enters the game in the seventh inning. Now, he d- does need some work, I guess. Uh, we'll hear from Craig Council here, but that's, that's about the worst thing I can say about this game here today is that, you know, you had an eight-zip lead and you went through your, your, your guys in the back end of the bullpen, your, your four main guys in Suter, Fireisen, uh, Devin Williams, as well as Josh Hader. And, and none of them should be used. Now, at some point, they need to get some work in. That might have been the case here for JP, but nonetheless, they used all four of them. And they do have the off day tomorrow. They head to Kansas City for two after that, then another off day. So you, you, you're afforded the luxury of, of some sort of rest here if, if you choose to do so, but you still want to win ball games. You're at 21 and 20 here after the victory today. And uh, David Stearns earlier today had said that, uh, you know, you look at it, uh, you know, both ways. You're fortunate to be in this situation and the prognosis looks good moving forward. But then you look back and say, we got to score more runs uh, as an offense. That's for sure. And is, is there a solution to it? If you want to uh, check out um, my tweet, I, I don't tweet all that much, but I threw out there a lineup. And uh, a lineup in which once Yelich and Keston Hira are back, which I think they're both, by the way, I think they're both back on Tuesday in Kansas City, but that's just me. I would throw out there this lineup, and, and there's one caveat to this lineup. Uh, Polish Pipe Bomb and I were just talking about it during the break. Colton Wong, Avi Garcia, and Christian Yelich would be my top three. Wong, Garcia, Yelich. The middle four, the four, five, and six. Here's where I could flip-flop either one. Shaw, Keston Hira, and Omar Narvaez. Four, five, six. Shaw, Hira, Narvaez. Now, I'm negotiable to flip-flop the Narvaez and Shaw, four and six. But for, for just now, I want to see this thing play out. Uh, four, five, and six, Shaw, Hira, Narvaez, Lorenzo Kane, seventh, Luis Urias in the eighth spot. And I almost would be negotiable, Jeff, in uh, batting Luis Urias uh, ninth and moving the pitcher up to eighth. Yeah, I, I always like that. I, uh, I've i got no problem with your, with your lineup, Timmy. I would swap Shaw and Narvaez, put Omar at the four, Shaw at the six. My only problem with that is what I think would be the best move for the Brewers would be to sandwich Lorenzo Cain in between Shaw and Hira. I don't want two guys that are complete strikeout machines like Shaw and Hira are back-to-back in my lineup. I think that will kill more rallies than it'll help. Yeah, and again, assuming that the – that Keston Hira is going to come back and, and with some sort of muscle and some sort of semblance of what he's projected to be and what he has been in, in his brief career. So there's he's, a lineup. He's going to hit again. He will. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just too good. He's, he's hit everywhere he's gone. And it's just a matter of time before he hits again against his peers. If you hit against, if you excel against your peers from the time you pick up a baseball bat and a baseball, chances are, and a good chance, you're going to excel against your peers at every level. It's just just, just going to happen. Occasionally you get weeded out, but it's probably going to happen with uh, Keston Hira that he comes, comes back into play here. 
Council's got to be pretty pleased with the offense, probably not so pleased with uh, just about spitting up an eight-run lead in the seventh inning. Here's the Brewers' manager after the win. Craig, baseball can be weird, can it? Uh, offense breaks loose today, and it looked like it was going to be a you know, pretty easy win, and all of a sudden it got crazy. Uh, your last two guys had to make some big pitches. Um, yeah, look, it was a, it was a wild game. Um, but we hung on for a win and the offense kind of picked up our, picked up a bullpen and the, and our defense. Um, and, and that's been, it's been kind of the opposite most of the year, but the offense picked us up today. Rick, how much did the guys need that just to have a big day and then, you know, have it hold up? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a big offensive day, as much as anything, um, was important. And um, you know, we had great at bats at the top of the lineup. Uh, you know, especially Omar and Locane, um, just great at bats, just kind of in the middle of everything. So, um, you know, a, a big a big run day, and, and a lot of guys doing. You know, Avi did good things. Colton did good things. Vogi did good things. So, whole. Louis had three walks, so it's a lot of guys did really good things. Craig, uh, that play that Pablo Reyes made on, and I think it was NTR today in the eighth. Um, how big of a play do you think that did that end up being, just to keep the score where it was? Yeah, it was a huge play. It was a great play. It was a great bunt. Um, and he made it, you know, it's, it's uh bases loaded, nobody out, Acuna's up. Um, so it's, it's a, it was a huge defensive play and in a, in a basically a rough defensive stretch, we did get a great defensive play in there that, that made a huge difference in the game. You talked about your outfield defense a lot, Craig, and Jackie and Lowe both had really good running catches that, you know, stopped innings from happening. Yeah, you know, our outfield defense has been our mo most consistent part of our team. I feel like we've just been so good out there, and those guys keep making really, really good plays. Um, and today, you're right, two, two highlight plays today that um, gave Freddie, uh, you know, some, some easy innings, really. And Freddie was, Freddie was brilliant again. Um, you know, I, I thought this was just a, you know, real clinical performance. He just was – on target all day. Um, everything he did was good. Um, plus, right from the get-go, he was really good. Greg, what about the infield defense? Is it any of that concerning in the bigger picture or just a bad day? Yeah, I mean, it was a bad day. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, for Weicho, it's just, you know, that you you know, you make a mistake and we're going to make mistakes out there. And then the next one, you just got to go, go get it and go make a play. Um, you know, that's, that, that's the thing we'll communicate, um, to him. Um, you know, he's, his, his mistakes have been in two games. He's played really well outside of two, two games. Um, and that's, that's part of it. I mean, we're going to, you're going to make an error. You're going to, you're going to make a bad play. Um, uh, you know, we all, under, we all know that will happen for every shortstop as much as they handle the baseball. Um, you know, moving on to the next one and, and you know, wanting it hit to you and being the guy is, is the key to it. Craig, the, the, the game probably got a little different when JP was in there and he's been so fantastic all year. And today, I guess he, he walked a couple of guys out. It's just unlike him, isn't it? So. Like what yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, it was, it was a, you know, he was just off and, and then had, had trouble getting the ball over the plate. His fastball was just off a little, you know, kind of yanking the fastball quite a bit, but, um, you know, there was, he had a little bit of break, probably maybe it was maybe a four day, four day break for him, which is the longest he's had. So maybe we learned something from that a little bit, but um, uh, he'll be, he'll be back out there next time. And I know he's going to pitch well. Dev had a couple of tough moments, and then he had two great at moments. And you got Okuna up there, one of the best in the game. And then uh, oh, Devin pitched uh, great. I mean, I, I thought I thought Devin's outing was was as good as his outings have been this year. Um, you know, a, a little 
broken bad hit or whatever starts the inning. And, and, I, and then I, you know, when the pitches he made to Acuna and, and, and uh, Adrianza in big, in a huge spot, um, you know, we're, we're really well done and he had to step up for us today and he really did. Josh did some tremendous battling too, Craig, because uh, both Freeman and Riley put good at bats on him, but he just keeps coming at you and makes you, you know, swing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what you get with the ninth inning. That's why the ninth inning's different. You just you just get heightened. You know, we, we want to say it's every at bat's the same, but you see the heightened intensity on the at bats uh, in the ninth inning in in games like that. I mean, I if today was the script for the at bats and they're just different in that inning and Freddie Freeman's at bat was, that's why he's Freddie Freeman, right? Um, the, the pitches he's able to lay off and, and Riley battled some really tough pitches as well. So Josh just kept making pitches and that's what he's, that's why he's great is because it's, you are going to get the other guy's best and the other team's best. Um, but you continue with your with your outstanding stuff and and never giving in and keep making pitches and and he win, wins out. Yeah, your offense kept tremendous pressure on their pitchers today, Craig. I think it's like forty five batters batted in eight innings. I mean, you guys just never let up all day. Yeah, and it was it was everything, which was it was good to see. It was it was taking your walks. Um, you know, low canes base hit with the bases loaded was was a huge play too, or maybe it was second and third, but that was a huge play, a huge moment in the game when they, they came back and scored seven and we put two right back on there because of Lowe's hit. So um you know, I think we did it in all shapes and forms today. It was a you know kind of complete offensive game for us. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Sean Newcomb against Lorenzo Kane. Here it comes. Kane in the air, left field, down, base hit. In the scores, Urias, Wong right behind him. He'll score. Lorenzo Kane delivers. He needed that big time. Indeed, there it was. You heard Craig Council talking about it, and we've got that for our play of the game there. As heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin, they score seven in the seventh to make it uh, 8-7, but you get them right back. Two from Lorenzo Kane there, three-hit performance for Low Kane. Everybody really uh, pitched in on this one, as you heard Craig Council talk about uh, Freddie Peralta, we're going to hear a couple of comments from him after the break. Also, we'll hear from Lorenzo Kane. It was nice to see uh, multiple hits from guys like Kane and, and Narvaez and Colton Wong. And it's a little more like it, just keep the line moving type of uh, offensive day. And the big trick, obviously, is uh, can they make it a little more consistent? Uh, we'll hear from Lorenzo Kane and more next. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, 10-9. Brewers hold on for the victory, 21-20. And And we'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Welcome back. A 10-9 Brewers victory as they salvage a game in the series. They get back over 500. That's a good thing. A little feel-good win, although things sort of got sideways a little bit. Uh, there in that seventh inning, but Lorenzo Kane, a huge two-run base hit to give him a little cushion. And as it turned out, those were the two runs that kind of uh, gave them the insurance to go on for this victory. Wow. It, could you imagine if they'd have lost this one? Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I sweated through about five T-shirts just watching this game. 
And that was just from the 7th to the ninth. It's just fascinating to me how there's uh, grand slams just hit against this team. And, you know, the Brewers can't just run into one once in a while. But they'll get there. It's a, it's a long season here, 41 games in. But Lorenzo Cain, it'd be uh, right nice if the timing were that once Lorenzo Cain starts heating up a little bit, you pop Yelich back in there, get Keston Hira going, and – yeah, that would be nice. Now that that does uh, show a little promise, uh, you know, moving forward. Now I will admit also, uh, Omar Narvaez is just a great at bat almost every time up there. I thought after going three for three, they were going a little up and in on him. Um, I don't know what that was all about, but okay, I won't make a huge deal out of it. But uh, there were two ensuing at bats in which. I thought it was a little little too much on the up and in for Omar. Uh, maybe there's some chatter going on. Not sure about that. But the prospects of uh, Colton Wong doing his thing at the top, the prospects of getting one of the best hitters in the game back in Yelich, prospects of Omar Narvaez and, and Avi Garcia finally showing us, the Brewer fans, what the backs of their baseball card told us the year prior they signed him last year so both of them are, are kind of stepping up here so looks a little bit better than it did a, even a few days ago we'll see we'll see how how uh how it moves forward here offensively but Lorenzo Kane, a big key here uh in the clubhouse and on the field here's Low Kane after the win Lorenzo what's the vibe after a game like that it, you probably didn't expect it to become a close game at the end yeah uh, you know swung the bats really well um today um but yeah, that's why you can never take anything for granted. The game's never over. Um, you got to find ways to keep, you know, tacking on runs and hopefully find a way to get a win at the end. And that's that's what we did today. Well, after after all the balls you've hit right on the nose in the last few games and they got caught, it must have been great just to see one fall in, huh? You, I mean, you struck that one well, too. Yeah, you know, it always feels good. Uh, you know, just strike the ball well in, in general. But uh, like I said, I haven't had any luck um night before. But uh, today, you know, I was able to, you know, put some good swings on balls today. And, and they, you know, they found some grass out there for me. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely take that. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, we got to keep it going. <clears throat> can, a, can a day like this help everybody relax a little bit, Lowe, even though the game got tight at the end? I'm talking mostly about the hitters because you guys had a lot of good at-bats today. Drew walks, got hits. I don't think we're, we're in any position to relax. You know, we got to keep grinding, keep uh, doing what we need to do to – you know, find contact uh, consistently. And um, today was a great day, but um, we all know, you know, um, that's just one game. So, you know, I, like I said before, it starts with me. I got to keep keep rolling, keep getting on base for these guys. Um, you know, as a whole, as a group, we got to continue to be consistent, you know, find ways to just, just be on base, you know, and, and, and just give ourselves a chance day in and day out. And um, today was a great day of that, but uh, yeah, we still got, a, still got a long season to go. Low as a fellow gold lover, how much do you appreciate the defense that JBJ has given you guys, especially the, the plays that he's made the last two days? Yeah, you know, I'm always I've always been a big fan of defense. So uh he's he's been doing an outstanding job, you know, moving all over the field, left, center, and right, um, being consistent all over all over the park. So uh he's a huge, huge addition to this team. You know, he's a playmaker. You know, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that with that guy there on the defensive side of the ball. Um but yeah, it's it's impressive to watch, and uh, he definitely gets me fired up, and you know, won't, uh, makes me want to make a play for sure. Hey, Lo, how are uh, Andy and Jacob Cruz hanging in there? You had talked a couple of weeks ago about how much you uh, respect the work that they've been doing. Yeah, we all we all grinding together. You know, we all in this together. We are gonna continue to grind it, grind out uh, this season. You know, good or bad. Um, we're all working our butts off. Um, these guys in the cage every day, you know, taking hacks. Um, so it is not because of lack of effort, you know, I, I will say that. So uh, just I go out there and get it done on the field. You know, that's what it boils down to. And um, hopefully we can, you know, we start off great today. Hopefully, hopefully we can, 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 oh my gosh, continue to keep going and, uh, you know, keep swinging the bat as well. Well, low when, uh, when a kid like Urias has a tough day in the field like he had today, what, what can you do as a, a veteran guy to, you know, just make, you know, put your arm around them or whatever, make them feel. Yeah, that's all you can do. Um, tell them to just keep keep fighting, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's hard when you, you know, 
you know, miss a few balls. He definitely had a rough day today. But uh, at the end of the day, we got a long season. We're going to need him. We need him to bounce back. And for, you know, flush today, we find a way to get a win. And, uh, you know, that's what we need. We got to pick each other up regardless of what happens out there on the field. Uh, we got to, you know, stick stick behind each other. And uh, we did that. We found a way to get a, get a win today. And uh, like I say, we're going to have to continue to pick each other up all season long. All right, there he is, Lorenzo Kane, and, and as I said, for him to get going uh, is a huge bonus for this team, and, and you, you want to get it to the point where it's a good problem to have, where JBJ's going, Avi's going, Lorenzo Kane's going. We have to roll that clock back and think about you know, how this season started, and you know, everyone's going to get every third day off between those three outfielders, Lorenzo Kane, Avi Garcia, and JBJ, and hopefully they're all going offensively and we all know their defensive skills just outstanding but if one of them doesn't um you know you're in you're in good shape with with the other two so you do have a, a little wiggle room there but there's just just one more thing on Lorenzo Kane. there is and eh, you know I don't have any uh, uh anything in the game here in in terms of me complimenting Lorenzo Kane, but I've said it before I'll say it again there is a presence around that guy that I uh, very, very few people in my lifetime uh, in the entertainment world or sports world that I've run into with that type of presence. I won't say aura. It's a little schmaltzy to even say that. Um, But whatever other term that you can use, apply it to Lorenzo Cain. There is a presence around that guy. And I've I've been around it. You can hear it just not being around him, just hearing him in his pressers here. It's pretty cool. It really is. So was Freddie's performance today. Freddie Peralta, six shutout innings on just a couple of hits. Strikes out eight in the performance, walks one. He is just dealing this year. Let's hear from the Brewers' right-hander. Hey, Freddie, uh, you had um, six really good innings, and then it got crazy after that. Didn't it? That game got crazy. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it's baseball. We never know what can happen. How did you feel about the way you threw the ball, Freddie? Uh, really good, man. Uh, I had all my pitches working today. And, you know, I was – all plan was attack the hitters and try to make quick outs. Everyone knows that they have really good hitters. And all I try to do is make the pitch and try to uh, make outs quick, hitter by hitter and pitch by pitch. Freddie, how good was it to see the offense put up the numbers that it did today? Really good, man, because you know that we are a team and we have to, uh, to, you know, the pitchers do a part of the job, but the offense have to do something too. And when that works together, it also goes really good. You know, all hitters been hitting the ball well, but straight to, to the offense to the defense and we feel I feel great about that and they were hitting the ball really good today. Hey Freddie um Devin Williams threw some really good change ups there in the eighth inning to get out of that jam didn't he? Yeah that was a really important inning and he came back and strike out two hitters in the inning and get out of the of the eight important inning for us. Freddie, you were talking about attacking the hitters today. Just one walk and eight strikeouts. That was big, wasn't it, to stay ahead in the count, you know, and not give them any – because their pitchers walked a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, like I said before, uh, you know, it's kind of my plan today and, and Omar's plan. So we just want to, to attack the hitters, make good pitch, you know, and, and because that way we, we, we have – uh, quick outs, and that was happened today. Exactly what how we tried to do before the game. Yeah, he is something else here, and I just wonder where the ceiling is for Freddie Peralta. I mean, a lot of talk about uh, Corbin Burns and and Brandon Woodruff, but I mean, there is a close second, third, however you want to put it. One A, one B, one one A, one B. I, you know, I don't know what kind of sort of order to put him in, but 
They got something cooking here in Milwaukee with those front three. If if he can get the consistency that Woodruff, you know, and Burns have, then you do have a, a just a complete three-headed monster at the top of your rotation. It just it it might be, and and a little time has to go by. And I'm not necessarily saying, you know, next month or the rest of this year, but let's just just in a general sense say the next two-year window. Well, and he definitely passes the eye test. You can see it with the pitches that he throws. He's not just up there, you know, throwing gas that doesn't move. Everything has huge movement on it. And, uh, you know, he's got the stuff to be successful in in baseball for a very long time. Yeah, and it it just makes you wonder, man, the, these front three for the next two and a half seasons. Yeah. Uh, does it, it, it may just put this team on the map even more for sure. Omar Narvaez, um, since, you know, before he went on the IL, after he comes off the IL, love the bat, uh, the ball off the bat of Omar Narvaez. He seems to be just seeing the ball so well. And for his efforts, the council has moved him up in the order and, and rightly so let's, let's get him up there and do some damage. And he did just that today. He had, a, he had a great game, and uh, looking forward to the future for Omar as well the rest of this season. Here's what he had to say after the win. Omar, how, how did that feel for the whole offense today? I mean, like everybody contributed. It had been such a struggle the last couple of weeks, and this must have felt good. It did. Uh, it's a little relieved by everybody know that we all can put together runs. So, uh he did actually feel really good. How have you been feeling at the plate since you came back? I, you, know, you missed some time. It looks like you're getting your stroke back pretty good. Now you feeling good up there? Yeah, and on, on the first two games, I felt like uh, kind of lost my my uh, timing a little bit, but working on, on the cage, trying to see more machine and, and trying to see below. Um, Trying to be aggressive with my hand, my, my head, not trying to do too much. I think that's been uh, really a good uh, approach in the plate. So uh, just keeping myself calm and see better pitches and try to drive those pitches. Omar, those last couple of innings got really tough. Um, did it feel like the Braves just were putting together better at bats late in the game? Uh, a little bit. I mean, we did. We did uh, Made the pitches and, uh, you know, the thing didn't go to our way, but um, we keep working. Uh, everybody did, and, and we battled we battled back, and we put some more uh, runs. And um, I think uh, our team never um, came down. We all transported, you know, to each other, and, and we uh, we came back as a group, which is really important, trying to see in uh, the stretch we had. And... Uh, is really good to see. It don't matter how many errors we, we make. Uh, we everybody work our way to come back and, and win the game. Omar, how impressed have you been with Freddie and how he's able to control games when he's on the mound? He's been really fun to catch because um, he's one of those guys that uh, he's really aggressive and, and you got to kind of man, uh, manage his starting and, and uh, you know, he is kind of, I always see Freddie like a video game, you know, uh, he just be creative with him. And I, and I, I know he is all, all in with, with everything I call. So I like, uh, you know, call the game like that and, and also read the, the heater, what did, what's the heater doing and, and, you know, pitch and match what we got and, and what we have to do. Did he just say he calls the game for Freddie like a video game? That's what I heard, yes. <laughs> that is so cool. That is awesome. There's Omar Narvaez, and I just uh, like his offense thus far this season, that's for sure. And and uh, hitting, uh, lack of hitting can be contagious. Um, and, and, and again, when you hit, that can, that can trickle down as well. Hopefully that will continue. An off day tomorrow and then a two-game set in Kansas City against the Royals. Royals, kind of a tale of two seasons, really. Uh, for, first half of uh, their season thus far, they were there outstanding. Second half, 
You toss in a, what, 10-game losing streak or something there? They're trying to find themselves here in the second half of their season. And the Brewers uh, put their one-two punch up there. Woody uh, will go in game one on Tuesday. And after the last pitch, uh, you will make the switch. And we'll meet right here, probably 10-ish, 10-15, 10-30 range. Although a little bit quicker with Woody on the mound. Gets a lot of outs. Uh, we'll meet you right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, turn you loose here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Weather's going to be uh, probably 70s, 80s by the end of the week here. So enjoy that. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night for the Polish Pipe Bomb. Jeff Orlowski. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. Good win for the crew today. Although it was a little dicey late. 10-9 the final. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Him do afterwards, got all choked up and uh, gave props to his predecessors, uh, Mr. Pletcher and the like. I just thought he came off as a class hack and he is a hell of a trainer. First ever Triple Crown race, go out and win it. That's pretty good from a training standpoint. All right, uh, you said the Belmont field could be large, could be interesting. How large is large? Well, I have 15. They won't all run. I want to preface this. I have 15 names on my list of possible slash probables. Five of them are from the Todd Pletcher bar, and I don't expect him to run five. I have Midnight Bourbon on there. I'm not sure he'll come back. One of the more interesting uh, subjects here is what Godolphin Racing is going to do. They have Essential Quality, who was fourth, the champion from last year, fourth in the Derby. But they also brought over a horse who's already here, has been here for three weeks, a horse by the name of uh, Rebels Romance, who won the UAE Derby in March 27th and has been right. pointed for the Belmont, you know, since then. And are they, you know, are you going to take a horse, bring him all the way from Europe to, and get him here a month early and prepare him for the Belmont only to have maybe a better horse in your stable mate slash champion central quality running the race. So that's one interesting angle to the, to the Belmont. And the, the most interesting angle is whether Todd Pletcher and Shadwell stable, if they run the Philly Malathot, who is undefeated, coming off a victory in the Kentucky Oaks. It was 14 years ago that Todd Pletcher, with a different ownership group, won the Belmont with the Philly Rags to Riches, beating Curlin, who became a two-time horse of the year. It was one of the more epic uh, Belmonts that we've seen in modern time. And, you know, if she runs, she spices up the race, uh, you know, tenfold. I was uh, broadcasting live from the track that day. It was about 200 yards, not even uh, 50 yards, excuse me, um, from the uh, finish line when Rex Riches won his uh, derby for, uh, won the Belmont for Ty Pleasure uh, coming from the female side. Um, that's, I'm, I'd be, love to see a huge field. One name you didn't throw out and you said you had 15 was one of those you included Mandaloon because we wondered how uh, Brad Cox was going to use his good three-year-olds. He ended up putting two into the Kentucky Derby. Sure enough, they ran second and fourth, which could become first and third. You mentioned essential quality. Mandolin was a horse that I liked uh, going into the Derby and might end up having bragging rights. Not that it's going to do anything for my wallet that he ends up winning the race. Um, but uh, a horse I've always liked and is bred to go forever. I thought that uh, after he decided to script a Preakness, it was a given that he was going to the Belmont, but I don't know if that's the case. What have you heard on Mandaloon? We talked to Brad Cox yesterday, and he's you know he wasn't really committing either one to the race, but I would, was getting the feeling that if, if he was going to run one, it would be essential quality. I didn't get the feeling that he's looking to run Mandaloon a mile and a half. I think with races like the Haskell and the Travers and then maybe the Breeders' Cup at the end of the year, I'm not so sure he wants to run the horse uh, a mile and a half uh, at this point in his career. I, I agree with you. I think he could handle it. Uh, you know, I think he's bred to do it, but I didn't get the sense that he, it's either him or Judmont Farms, the owner, may not want to do that. So I don't have him on my list at this point. Fair enough. Uh, when do you think we'll start to get commitments? It's going to go uh, certainly in the next week and maybe even further than that. Yeah, I think you'll hear some stuff by the middle to end of this week. Um, Malathot had uh, her first work back last Thursday. It was solid work. I think they wanted to see, in, in talking to Rick Nichols, who's the general, who's the racing manager for Shadwell, you know, one of the things he did note was that 
you know, Medina, with Medina Star losing and, you know, almost certain not to run the Belmont, at least that frees up John Velasquez, who is now a Thoughts regular rider. So they, they know that they don't have to go searching for a rider uh, for that. So I think that's a plus in her column to potentially run. Uh, I think you'll see the more serious workouts for the race, for the horses that skipped the Preakness and ran in the Derby or the Oaks uh, this weekend, you know, toward the end of this week. And then I think you'll start to see some, some more commitments. Uh, horses that ran in both legs that were potential to run in all three. I think there's only two of those. And again, Midnight Bourbon being one, he went back to Churchill. Keep me in mind being the other. He's going back to Churchill tomorrow. I think decisions on those horses might take a little bit longer. Last thing, you mentioned Johnny B. You had the chance to go for the Triple Crown. It could have been snatched from him later on. Didn't happen with Medina Spirit coming up short, but he'll get a shot in the Belmont, uh, maybe with this Pletch Philly. Um, I was very impressed with the uh, trip that uh, Flavian Pratt gave the winner yesterday, Ron Bauer in the Derby. I know he's been the best jock out on the West Coast for some time now. I know he's had some success in Triple Crown races. He won a uh, Kentucky Derby by disqualification two years ago. Uh, don't get me started on that. We could spend 20 minutes on it, but um, <laughs> he is as as good as they have on the West Coast. Is he just going to stay out there, or does he at some point want to say, and I know I'm an East, uh, East Coast bias, unquestioned, raising my hand, guilty as charged. I know how great Del Mar is, but Saratoga is the best meet each and every single year. It's the best of the best. And if you want to be the best, you've got to compete against the best. Is there any chance Flavian Pratt decides to move his tact to upstate New York this summer? I, I don't think so, Jody. I think the, the, the um, colony in New York right now is pretty stacked with the Ortiz brothers at Rosario and Castellano, Johnny V., um, you know, I, I just think it's pretty loaded. You, you add some of the Kentucky guys who might come, uh, maybe a Florent Giroux or someone like that. Or uh, I think right now he can rule the roost out in California. I think he needs, you know, if he can win some big races out there and come east when needed, uh, and, and, and then gradually work his way into the barns where you know you need to be in, which would be like Todd and Chad Brown and Bill Mott, Christoph Clement. And I just don't think he's. I think it's going to be hard to do right now until maybe somebody, you know, retires, um, which I don't see anything soon happening on that front. But I think if, if he stays in California, he's, you know, he's the man out there. And I think, you know, there's worse places to be the man than in Southern California. Yeah, exactly right. I'm, I'm, I'm asking him to go from uh, superstar to uber superstar level. He's pretty good uh, where he's staying uh, right now. Uh, again, bias on my part. I'd like to see him compete with the great jockey colony they have in New York. Uh, Dave, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board with us. I will talk to you three weeks hence when we get the third leg in our back pocket after the Belmont. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks, Jordan. That is Dave Grenick, one of the best uh, writers and handicappers in the country when it comes to thoroughbred racing. Jody Mack, hanging out with you. Let's get those phones reopened. We're going to talk Preakness. We're going to talk about the NBA games going on tonight. Going to be big. Still have playoff positioning to ferret out. Uh, NHL got its playoffs underway. So we can talk basically whatever you want on my telephone lines, 855-212-4CBS. Get you on CBS Sports Radio with the Mac man. Next caller, who's this? Hi, this is Dan from Navy Federal Credit Union. I just want to give a shout-out to all the men and women of the Armed Forces. Happy Military Appreciation Month. Okay, uh, next caller. Hi, this is Dan. I mean, Sam, from Navy Federal Credit Union. During Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal wants to celebrate the commitment that connects us to our military members. Share your own shout-out with hashtag MissionMilitaryThanks. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. 
It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Giannis loves it in Milwaukee. Christian Yelich working his way back to MVP form. And Rodgers, we may never see Rodgers again. We're talking Bucks, Brewers, and Packers all right here. 1250 AM, The Fan, and Odyssey Station. Team truck drivers deserve more. Schneider gets it and has raised team pay by up to 20%. But it's more than just mileage pay and a lot of freight. Schneider offers guaranteed weekly pay and a limited-time team sign-on bonus up to $24,000 that pays each driver $1,000 per month in the first year. 85% of Schneider's team drivers also earn performance pay, averaging $75 per driver per week. And teams with a hazmat endorsement earn $100 for each hazmat delivery. Get what you deserve. Visit schneiderjobs.com. Odyssey has all the podcasts you crave, including Exit Scam, a new true crime podcast. When Gerald Cotton, the founder of Canada's biggest Bitcoin exchange, died under mysterious circumstances in India, $215 million in his customers' accounts was frozen forever, all because he'd forgotten to leave behind his passwords. Or at least that's what those customers were told. Listen to Exit Scam episodes a week ahead, exclusively on the Odyssey app. Get all your podcasts, music, news, and sports on Odyssey. It's not our mistakes that define us. It's how we respond to them, how we grow from them. And when things do go wrong, sometimes we need help to make them right. That's when it's time to turn to the law firm of Kim and Lavoie. Attorneys Julius Kim and Jonathan Lavoie have been recognized among Wisconsin's best in both drunk driving and criminal defense by judges, prosecutors, and lawyers from across the state. Their team can provide the guidance and support you need to put your mistakes behind you and move forward with your life. We can never change the past, but we can move on to the future, smarter, stronger, and a little better prepared to face whatever tomorrow holds. Kim and Lavoy, your best defense in both drunk driving and criminal defense. Learn more at KimAndLavoy.com. Looking to renovate a tired kitchen or bathroom? Considering an addition because you love your neighborhood? Well, look no further than a great Midwest Bank renovation loan. Hi, it's John Reitz, and today's tight housing market has more folks looking for creative solutions to fix up what they already own. Our low-cost, low-down payment renovation options might be just the answer you've been looking for. You'll appreciate our mobile mortgage application and low-priced, locally-serviced products. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. Great Midwest Bank, your simply local, equal housing, and renovation lender. Hey, it's from a pack of Gary Ellison. Coming up on the next Wendy's Big Show. Gary, another fun show planned, including the Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Packers general manager, Ron Wolf, will join us at 1035. It's the Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh, weekday morning, starting at 10, only on The Fan. on a roll now. You're going to have to jump in with both feet. You're going to have to pay strict attention for me or on out. The Jody Mack Show is back. Here's Jody Mack. Rolling right along on a Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Plenty of action still ongoing tonight. So uh, usually by the time I get here Sunday, all right, we got Sunday night baseball, Sunday night football, uh, and that's about it. Oh, no, uh, you got uh, NBA action, key games, uh Determining playoff positions starting and playoff and play-in positions starting this week. Sunday Night Baseball's not a bad matchup. Cardinals against the Padres uh, and Stanley Cup playoff uh, stuff going on. So all up for conversation if you so choose. Get on my phones, 855-212-4227. Jay from Texas, thanks for hanging. You're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey, how you doing? So, Good, bud. Um, uh, man, I've been waiting so long to say this. I'm listening to all the sports shows about Tim Tebow, and, and I hear a lot of criticism, and I, and I, and I hear a lot of, you know, uh, negativity. But I, one thing I think you guys are forgetting about is uh, he's captivating. You know, I'm, I'm 39 years old, and um, Tebow made me like college football. He's, it's, it's his personality. I, I'm not even a Christian, so this has nothing to do with his religious aspect. But it's the fact that he's believable. Like, like, like he's the opposite of a politician. Whatever he says, he's about, and he stands on it, and he's willing to go down with the ship. He's not like some, some guy that's going to go with the new trend and follow the, the crowd. So we love that. If Tebow makes this team, I'm buying a jersey, and I could care less about who is doing what on Jacksonville besides Trevor Lawrence. So that's two reasons for me to check out a Jacksonville game. You understand okay. what I'm saying? I do, I I do. but but let, let, me, let me make a point because I'm not as Tebow crazed as you are. You said he was a guy who, uh, when you were younger, he, he upped your interest in the game because of what he did and how he handled himself and everything else, which is great. Um, I'm a little older than you. A guy who I would consider similar was uh, the good doctor, Dr. J. Julius Irving. Um, did things with a basketball that I'd never seen anyone do before. Handled himself like a complete professional and a class uh, individual in every walk of life that he ever had. Uh, and I'm proud to say Dr. J is one of my favorite athletes of all time and a guy who I would look to as being a role model. Guess what? I have no desire to see Dr. J ever play again. None. Because he's 75 years old. So it's just not necessary. And at some point, you are going to reach the stage of, I don't need to see Tim Tebow on the field of athletics anymore. You're not there yet. I'm already there. Uh, I give him credit for what he did. Absolutely earned and deserved his Heisman. More power to him that he was a quarterback in the league for a period of time. It ran its course. More power to him for chasing his dream and going to the minor leagues and playing with the Mets. He wasn't good enough to make the majors, so he moved on. He's he's getting another chance to live out his dream to get back to the NFL. Been there, done that, seen it before. Tim, if you get a run for public office someday, I may vote for you, but I have no desire to see him in the Jacksonville Jaguar uniform. One last thing, just one last thing. If if, if the majority of these people that don't want to see Tebow hit the field, uh, uh, I just got a question for you know all of you guys. Um, can you tell me the last three tight ends in Jacksonville? The truth is, nobody can because we don't care. The only reason we care is because it's Tebow. I don't care that he's a quarterback and he's not a tight end. I don't care. I want to see him on the field until he can't do it anymore. If he, if he gets out there okay. and he sucks, I want to see it. If he catches touchdowns, I want to see it because he's polarizing. You know, that he's going to put asses in the seat. We want to see Tebow. That's just, that's just what it is. All right. Hey, I hope you get a chance to go to one of his games if he makes their team uh, take a uh, flight over from Texas to Jacksonville because you're right. The Jags could use your help. They're the worst attendance team in the National Football League, and they have to rely on gimmicks like the return of Tim Tebow to hope to fill their stadium. If they suck you in, more power to you. Jody Mack, here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Timeout coming. Come back. We'll continue to roll phones the rest of this hour at 855-212-4227. After the latest CBS Sports Update with the lovely and talented Eric Harskowitz. CBS Sports Radio. Sports Flash. Okay, Jody, it's a must-win for the defending champion Lakers. If they want to avoid the play-in game, they'll be taking on the Pelicans in their final regular season game tonight. L.A. can't get any higher than the sixth seed as the uh, NBA regular season wraps up. All 30 teams are in action today. Right now, first quarter, the Hawks lead the Rockets 23-22. The Nets are in front of the Cavs at the Barclays Center 28-13. Also, first quarter, the Sixers lead the Magic 29-21. Earlier today, Steph Curry picked up his second career scoring title to help the Warriors defeat the Grizzlies 113-101. So Golden State clinches the eighth seed in the West. 
and will face either the Lakers or the Blazers in the first round of the NBA play-in. The Wizards knocked off the Hornets 115-110 to clinch the eighth seed and will play in Boston Tuesday. The Pacers beat the Raptors 125-113 to clinch the ninth seed in the East, and they'll host the Hornets in a play-in game Tuesday. The Knicks locked up the fourth seed and home court advantage in the opening round of the playoffs, defeating the Celtics at the Garden today 96-92, so New York will host the Hawks in the opening round. The Suns held off the Spurs 123-121 to clinch the number one seed in the West, that is if the Jazz lose in Sacramento later tonight. A couple of thrilling finishes today on the ice as the Stanley Cup playoffs ramp up in Vegas today. Joel Erickson X scored with three minutes to go in overtime to snap a scoreless tie and lift the Wild past the Golden Knights 1-0 in Game 1 of their Western Conference first-round series. Kyle Palmieri scored twice, including the game-winner in overtime, to help the Islanders ice the Penguins in Pittsburgh in Game 1 of their Eastern Conference opening round series. 4-3 the final there, so the Isles grab a 1-0 lead in that best-of-seven set. Three games going on right now in baseball, including Sunday night baseball, where the Cardinals lead the Padres 2-0 in the second. Bottom of the eighth, the Mariners lead the Indians 3-2. Bottom nine, the Marlins lead the Dodgers 3-2. Elsewhere today, the Reds edge the Rockies 7-6. The Nationals blank the Diamondbacks 3-0. The Brewers bounce the Braves 10-9. It was the Astros outscoring the Rangers 6-2. The A's edge the Twins 7-6. And the White Sox beat the Royals 4-3. I'm Erica Herskowitz. Coming up tomorrow on the Zach Gelb Show. Soon to be top five pick in the NBA draft, Jalen Sugg stops by. You don't want to miss it. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. Hey, hey, my name is Johnnell, and a little thing that I love about Chick-fil-A's new lemon kale Caesar salad is every tender, warm, juicy piece of grilled chicken. It's a Caesar salad, but it's different. You have the Parmesan breadcrumbs and the mixture of lemon with that romaine and kale. It's almost something I can't explain, but it'll make you want to sing. Lemon kale Caesar. <laughs> Order the new lemon kale Caesar salad on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonial. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.